you've got a massive chip in that mug. I have. I have got a massive chip. <laughs> I've, I'm, I mean, got a mug with me. I've not, I've, my, all of my mugs are chipped, so I'm not going to pass judgment out. That is quite a substantial chip, though. That's... If it's only one, if I drink it the other way, we wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, no, but then you're drinking from the chip. No, don't do that. It's weird. It's weird on your tongue. <laughs> the Sheer Isolation podcast is presented by Kieran Moore and John Ponting. That, that's some really funky opening credits we've got there, Kieran. That's, they are awesome opening credits uh, made by our friend Rachel Clark. And the audio overture, the guitar work, is Simon Green from Trowbridge. You've got some amazing contacts, haven't you? Whatever you need, just ask you and it just appears a week later. Right, it's, well, you know what it's like with Sheer? Like, that, basically, the whole thing is a platform for people to be expressive and creative. And, and we're all doing it for the, the beauty and the love of what we do. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have to be employed full time because it sheer doesn't pay for, for me to work. So we all have to donate and, and give and hopefully we create something more than the sum of its parts. And I think that's all we're at with sheer. And that it goes t- testament to the fact that people were willing to do these wonderful things for us. So, yeah. You are such a hippie, aren't you? <laughs> I am, yes. <laughs> Except you're a short-haired hippie. After Ben's amazing hair last week on Instagram, I'm going to grow my hair really long and grow it out and, and, and be like emo Kieran from like 2004 again. Oh, so by autumn this year, you're going to have your own Kieran Afro? By June, I think. Cool. Okay, I am far away. Right. Once again, it's been far too long before we've actually said welcome to the Shia Isolation podcast. Welcome. For joining us. Um, we've, we've had so much lovely feedback from the last couple of shows. It's been really, it's, it's taken off a bit, which is nice to know. It's, it's, take, it's, it's been amazing. People's, people are obviously that bored. They're willing to listen to us talk. I know. It may have helped that we had Frank Turner on last week, and we've got the second part of the Frank Turner interview uh, coming up uh, later on in the show. Um, I think we may have been a bit presumptuous last week just by thinking that this was just going to be watched by the Shear family, and so many other people have now got on board with it some people have been in touch to say we, we, we just don't know frank turner's music we've not heard of him before so you've known him for a long long time Kieran. so you're probably a good place to start by just a, a very quick rundown of who is this frank turner uh, frank turner is ex-hardcore punk singer turned acoustic folk punk troubadour there nice little summary. In a nutshell, that's it in a summary he's kind of lived the ideal life for for somebody in that position of being a musician and actually being able to to make it and, and get himself um known and out there and just gigging every night and, and being able to support himself financially um by by doing that from from nothing he didn't walk into a record label he, he's put a lot of hard no in. he yeah i mean he you you are with music to succeed you have to live it it has to be who you are it has to be everything that you do it, you can't achieve it and be part-time and Frank did that from a very early age. So yeah, um, his, it's really no surprise when you learn about all the crazy stuff that he's done. But yeah, it's, um, yeah he, he just committed himself to it 100% and turned out to be end up headline Wembley. So It can happen uh, to anyone. It can. Not me, though. You've got to have talent as well, by the way. <laughs> yeah, You've you got to have talent as well. Yeah. <laughs> he worked hard, but he's also got a lot of talent. But that's why we don't play at Wembley. <laughs> That's when we not, play not Wembley. Yet. When when they bring podcasts well, to Wembley, that that's when we shine. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be the day. All oh, right. Um, you have selected our first song for for this show, which is a, a chap called uh, Tom Jenkins. Who's he? Yeah, 
Yeah, so Tom, Tom, uh, he's ex-alumni of Extra Mile, which is Frank Turner's label. Um, and Tom used to be in a band called Straight Lines, who are a Welsh kind of um, punk rock band. Uh, they were absolutely fantastic band. I saw them uh, live a fair few times. And then he went solo with a, a solo album that was just sensational, staggeringly good, probably in my top 10. It's, I played it to death. Um, anyway, he's just released, about to release a new EP dedicated to the people of Pontypridd. Um, it's to to raise money for them who had all their homes flooded uh, in February last year. So it's his new track called When the Coal Dust Settled. My forefathers spent half their lives out of mine Worked in a world where the sun don't shine Those boys will keep on digging till the devil's door They were all for each other So that was uh, Tom Jenkins with uh, When the Cold Dust Settled. Um, you say that's um, coming out shortly? Yeah, so he's got a new EP, seven tracks, I think. It's, it's imminent, so it may even be out now. I think it was up for pre-order on iTunes, and he was doing incredibly well, so it might well be out this week. So. This is a very difficult time to be releasing EPs and albums. I'm not sure how, how, how as a musician, you, you, you manage that when you can't get out and gig and sell your merch. Oh, with great difficulty, I'm sure. Um, I think a lot of people had this pre-programmed and you, you've still got to go ahead with it, haven't you? You know, you pay for the 
thing and the release date and you've already set it up on your digital sharing, you can't really back out once you've gone up past a certain point. So, yeah. Yeah. Releasing. I, I think what, we'll, what we're going to see after lockdown and when life starts to get back to normal, there's going to be a lot of the smaller musicians who, who have been, would be more flexible. There's just, there's just going to be a load of album releases um, later this year in one big hit. That's going to be, it's going to be a fun time for us to pick out um, who to listen to. It's, yeah, it will be. And there'll be a lot of lockdown blues, I think. So, but they do say great trauma creates great art. So I'm expecting lots of great art off the back of this. That's going to be a whole new music genre, isn't it? Lockdown blues. Lockdown blues. <laughs> we look forward to hearing that later in the year. Let's, let's get some lockdown blues tracks going. Um, right. It's probably time for us to play the second part of our Frank Turner interview. Um, so we, we uh, chatted to Frank a couple of weeks ago and it just, the interview went on a lot longer than we were expecting, which was lovely to speak to him. Um, but it did mean we thought we'd best uh, split it in half. Otherwise we wouldn't get to have said anything last week. It just all, all have been Frank. Um, so the, the main reason Frank agreed to talk to us, well, first off, because Kieran's just so good at convincing people to talk to us, but also he wanted to talk about the Music Venues Trust. Oh, no, I was going to say, yeah, the Music Venues Trust. Um, Mark David does an, an amazing amount of work at government level lobbying for the rights of the music industry. Um, and so um, Frank does a lot of work for them. And that, that was part of what came out in the interview. So uh, over to Frank. I was going to ask a question just about record labels because we're obviously yeah. focused on the venues and the musicians and the people at, at the, the front of, of gigs. But obviously there's a lot of people in the background working at record labels. I wonder yeah. how they're feeling about all of their artists now going off and streaming <laughs> stuff for free. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an interesting question. Um, and I think a lot of that will depend on what level of artist that you're talking about. Something that Mark David said to me a while back, which I think was a really interesting point, is that there are some winners from this in, in the music industry, and we're mainly talking about the streaming services. Um, and the minutiae of the, of the economics of streaming has been a sort of a potentially sore point for some time. And I think that that debate might well move along quicker which is something i'm all in favor of um uh but you know it's it's an interesting one because like you know take a record label like xmr the label that i work with um it's sort of a bit of a double-edged sword for them because on the one hand it's like well okay you know people are at home and people might sit there and order some records from a record label as opposed to gig tickets for example but then on the other hand it's like for a label of that size and indeed for an artist for me like you know playing live is how i promote a record i've got my plan before all of this kicked off was to be in the studio in August making a new album that was going to come out in sort of like January next year. Um, and I'm now not sure if that's what we're going to do simply because, you know, the problem with, with, with purely online promotion is that online is this avalanche of information overload 24 hours a day. Um, and uh, what, the 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 problem is cutting through do you know what i mean part of the reason with no man's land the last record i did with that we did a track a week with a podcast episode is that means you get because it's almost like if you release one song or release an album you kind of make the same kind of splash and and it, many many artists i know in the last few years have experienced the thing of spending a year working on a record and then um uh putting it out and then you get about two and a half days of people giving a shit and then everybody moves on to the next thing because there's so much coming at you and the only way of countering that is to tour and to go out there and to be in cities and if you can't tour then um uh you know i'm not 100 sure it's worth my while releasing a record essentially until i can tour it properly 
And I thought the way that you did the last album uh, actually really, really worked. So if you, like you say, if you can take something away from this, that's perhaps a way of dealing with it. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, certainly I know, I know artists who are sort of thinking about, I mean, before all of this, we're talking about, you know, releasing two EPs rather than one album to try and get two bites of the cherry, as it were. Um, but I, but nevertheless, I mean, I, I don't think that um, much of that kind of calculus has changed, really. In fact, it's probably got worse, given that everybody's now trying to shout about stuff purely online. Um, you know, and I think that, um, uh, you know, we announced this morning, we're doing a live album, and that's kind of, fun but that's not like a frontline thing for me do you know what i mean i'm very proud of it don't get me wrong but it's like that's just sort of like cool enjoy this whereas you know an actual kind of frontline record is something that i wants to be two years of worth of my life on either side really um and uh i want to make sure that it lands in the way that i need it to um and that i want it to both from an artistic point of view and a financial point of view i did actually see a very short quote from you on another website just this week how the new album is going to sound and i was like ooh, roots oh, yeah. punk rock and all that yeah i well i mean oh, I, I sort of am wary about giving the game away too early not least because like i'm i can be quite changeable in the studio um but certainly i sort of feel like having done kind of like a dance pop record followed by an, a history folk album that it would be <laughs> fun to just make a kind of pop punk record basically um but We'll see. I mean, it might be having that. It might not. That's all I'm going to say. But I've got I've got 14 songs in the can at the minute, and I'm trying to get like 20, um, uh, and then and then sort of you know pick the good stuff as it were. I suppose it's just really difficult to plan anything at the moment, just because we just don't, as you said earlier on, we just don't know how many months this is going to sit, and our attitudes and fashions could well yeah. have changed by the time we come out of this. So it's, Absolutely. It's really well, I, to, to plan that far. Yeah. One of the other things I find is that, like, um, I'm reasonably confident there's going to be a glut of songs about isolation and social distancing in about a year's time, which, first of all, I mean, I'm not sure how much I want to contribute to that, but I also feel like if we get to some kind of normality in a year's time or whenever it is, that people are going to be kind of bored of talking about it to a degree. Do you know what I mean? Or I, I think that there will be room for really incisive, intelligent comment on the situation. But a song, you know, for me to sit here and write a song right now, it goes, it's rubbish being locked inside your house. You know, in a year's time, I think people are going to be like, yeah, I, I remember. Fuck off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and you want I think, to move on. But then, but then the problem with that, though, is that by contrast, when I sit down and, at the moment, because, you know, when this first kicked off, part of it for me was like, well, there's going to be loads of time to write and to demo stuff. And part of the problem with that is just that, like, I find it quite difficult to focus mentally on other things. You know, um, it's... Uh, uh, yeah, most other things feel pretty kind of insignificant right now. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So it's 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 uh, it's 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 a bit of a catch twenty two. I, I, I sort of when I first got home, I did a whole bunch of writing, um, and then I've sort of actually haven't written very much for a little while, simply because I've just been sitting here being like, what the actual fuck? Um, uh, but I guess you know, obviously, we we shall see um, how that works out. I'm sort of hoping that in a way the longer this goes on, the more there's sort of all those short-term considerations kind of get a bit exhausted. You know what I mean? And, and we'll all be gagging to get back and do some ex- proper real stuff very yeah, soon. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. my venue. I'm missing my work. I'm missing my friends. I spoke mm-hmm. to the manager earlier today and she's like nearly in tears because she's missing everyone. She doesn't know what to do with herself. Yeah. So well, I mean, one of the things with that, like, I mean, this is a comment that lots of other people have made and, and more intelligently than me, but like, um, 
you know, there was when it when it first kicked in, there was a bit of like, it's the great level over all in this together. Yeah. And that's not true at all, actually, you know, in terms of the way that people cope with isolation and like i mean i'm yeah. fortunate um, I, I like my house i have a little bit of outdoor space i have my cat i have my wife and we get on very well um which is a pleasant surprise because this is the longest period of time we've ever spent together like ever by fucking miles yeah um, right but you know and i know people who are self-isolating alone i know people who are self-isolating with a large family in a small flat um with no outdoor space and 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 that's before you even touch on issues like domestic abuse or, or anything like that and like mental health problems yeah yeah I mean, well exactly and i mean well that's an interesting one i mean i've certainly i've had a few pretty panic attacky kind of days here and there um okay. uh, which is something that rears its head every now and again and um most of that's been kind of like when new bits of information come through about the state of my industry which is pretty yeah. fucking stressful but it's not just that you know like i don't know about you i sort of tend to kind of go about my day and then about twice a day maybe i suddenly go fuck and like remember what's actually happening um i i, th- I think keeping myself occupied trying not to think about it so like i've done all yeah. of those jobs you never ever get around to doing You're, like cleaning every little oh yeah yeah yes in the shed fixing the fence you know cutting the grass all that kind of crap and i've, I've managed to sort of block myself off for the last couple of weeks but i have come to the point now where i've got no more no more work i can do at the venue i've got no more work i can do at home i am kind of like now just reading books and like how long can i stave this off yeah no no totally i mean it's it's uh um i mean i've I've definitely been plowing through some books i've been sort of putting off reading for quite a long time um uh i'm currently reading a 500 page book about communist intellectual fellow travelers in the 1930s um which is a subject i'm interested in but like it, it you know I've, I've sort of it's it's very dry academic history it's not it's yes. not like a, a might be a bit heavy for me sorry yeah um but so you know there's stuff to do like that and you know and little yeah. things about sorting out the house and all the rest of it my wife cleaned the cutlery drawer yesterday um which that's was, how desperate it's got as an event yeah, and like cooking, actually, cooking's not a terrible. If you again, if you're fortunate enough to have the ability to do that, but yeah, we've been um, we made arancini last night, oh, and that, oh, and that nice. by the way, was a very royal use of the word we. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I sat there and applauded uh, while somebody <laughs> else did the hard work. Um, but yeah, you know, so I mean, there's things to do, and it's funny. Like I, I think that there's different phases of this for me. Like the first week was kind of blitz spirit, we're all in this together, fucking woo. And then yeah. you've got your to-do list. And then the second week was like, oh my God. And I sort of, second and third week, and I sort of feel a bit like now, now that you get a bit of a sense of it, you learn to kind of like eke out the interesting things that you have to do a bit longer. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I love the fact, just listening to you two, Kieran was saying how he's done all the gardening, done all the housework, run out of things to do, and then reach for the book. Whereas Frank was like, I'm reaching for the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. House jobs and gardening, not for you, no? Uh, well, no, I've been, I've been, again, I mean, like, I've been contributing to the gardening, shall we say, um, and, and doing little bits and bobs and hanging pictures around the house. I've, I've had this glut of pictures hanging around that um uh, have been stacked against the wall and not not on the wall but there's some of them there um so you know little things like that um i also i bought a kit that to like build a guitar um, okay like you can't you don't like build it from scratch no, no. at least i get given like a tree and a saw kind of <laughs> they, they send you like the body and the headstock and then you have to sand it and paint it and cut it okay. and glue it and 
screw it and all this sort of business. Um, it turns out it was much, much harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm in the middle of kind of going, oh my God, about that, which is, uh, which is fun. Um, but I mean, you know, we'll see. I'll come out of this with an isolation guitar. Cool. Would you like to suggest a song that we could play to lead out the podcast? That's a good question. I mean, I would, of course I would. Um, uh, I would like to suggest, you know what? I'm going to be a cheesy motherfucker. I would like to suggest a song by my wife. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. I mean, she did the, her, but if I, ironically enough, she did, um, uh, she did her first EP this year. I, I produced it. Yeah. We wrote the songs, played everything with, yeah. with members of a band. And, and it's frustratingly, this was going to be her year to like really give that a go. And it was going well. We were on tour together. She was selling a lot of EPs. The EP came out. It was all, everything's going to plan. And then global. This happened. Um, it was a bit of a kick in the ass. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so um, we're, um, uh, she's the, the EP is out there it's on Spotify she's selling them online as well if people are interested but there's a song on the EP called uh, Brother in Arms which is a great fucking song He was born in different days before Bob straits are the songs that he taught us a life of usual complaints little losses little gains eldest son youngest daughter but a heart can grow old like that yes a heart can grow old the same You were wise and I was vain, I was words You were numbers Little sister, big brother Little need of each other Just button 
Jess has been writing songs and playing music for years and years and years, but yes. she's been a bit reticent about it. And like, it's been, it was really cool taking her out on tour with me. But what I, what we both are keen on is the idea of her not forever being coupled to me in musically in the public perception. You know, not least because what she does is quite different from what I do. She's much more in the kind of um, Dar Williams kind of folky world kind of thing yeah. so oh and I'll, I'll just say just uh one just to, to summarize i'm um, obviously we, we invite frank on to talk about music venue trust so it'd just be good to have, have a little summary from you frank just say if people want to get involved or, or raise money or do stuff yeah uh, or their local venues whether it's through mvt or whether they do do it through another channel what, what would you suggest yeah. is the best thing to, to, to do well so what mvt specifically are doing right now they, they as an organization tend to work at quite a governmental level do you know what i mean they are putting together kind of relief funds with the culture minister and all that kind of thing and and good for them you know and it's and, and they're doing great and important work at my end i mean i'm playing every thursday if people are 
free they should tune in um uh one of my hopes that i am working on is that some other artists will start doing uh gigs like this for venues that they care about which is an eminently easy thing to do and, and i've been sort of bugging um uh people i know to get involved um because why not do you know what i mean and, and not least because from an artist's point of view there is self-interest as well you're playing a show it's cool you get a whole bunch of people together and you don't have to leave the house um you know you press one button on facebook and you and you go so um you know i've been trying to get other people involved in this so that more venues can be part of this as well so there we have it that is our two-part frank interview you can listen to the first part um if you go back to our previous podcasts, because we are available on uh, YouTube for video and then for audio on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor and Pocket Casts, uh, as well as being taken by a few community radio stations as well now. So we are working our way to world domination. It's, it's, it's been a very quick step. I'm expecting in about two months time to be head of Radio One. You're too old, mate. <laughs> Actually, I met him. I met him. Last year, and he's younger. Well, he is younger than me, um, so I am too old, but not by much. <laughs> he's, he's had it. He'll, he'll be out. Give it six months, he'll be out the door for being too old as well. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> really interesting guy, though. Yeah. Um, do we know about any music streams uh, this week? I know it's quite easy just to pop onto Facebook, look for musicians, and there there will be streams. But I know you normally get involved and get a few organised. Yeah, so um, I was so eager to do this podcast. I haven't actually organised one officially confirmed it for next week but there will be a stream next wednesday because there always is um so tune in next wednesday for a podcast uh, for a live stream and and the name of the cat is this is donny he was happened to be walking past so he's now he's now youtube famous oh, so there we go if, if you're if you're not watching us on video there's a reason to go watch us on youtube there is now a cat I wish my cat was that um, willing to be picked up. If it's not on her tongue, she will scratch your face off. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, he, we had him from a kitten. and we, I used, I've got a great video of my daughter playing drums with him. So she sat with him on his lap and she's like using his arms as drumsticks and she's like doing drums. It's very sweet. Oh. Sounds like cruelty, but it's not. He was really, well, he wasn't enjoying it, but he wasn't hurt. Um, but that's why he's so docile now, so... So yeah, that, that has been the Sheer Isolation podcast. We will be back next week for, uh, for more. Have we got a, a, a new guest? Because we've run out of Frank material now. The uh, uh, thing is, we've got millions of guests. It's about narrowing them down to one. All right. Well, you, uh, you just pick one out of the hat and we will be joined by a special guest next week, I'm sure. Uh, thank you for listening um, and being with us uh, this week. And we will be back very, very soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye.